1: Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Good to be with you. It is Friday, which means ask the exorcist is the day. Kevin, are you with me? I am. That word gets me to all the time. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, doing
0: good, you know. Um, still needing some rain, but it's been... Okay, there, there's two wonderful sides of the coin here. Um, obviously, the bad side is the electricity bills are going to be higher, uh, but the activity in the Gulf is lower. So uh, that's that's a blessing.
1: I suppose, but, you know, the Gulf is over 100 degrees.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to take much once uh, some some spinning winds gets in there, so... Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course uh, there, there's parts of the the country and the continent that need some rain right now very badly cuz uh fires are kicking up.
1: Right. Yeah, it's uh yeah. Lots going on. The West Coast is bracing for a hurricane.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw
1: that. Hurricane Hillary. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we got on the docket anybody uh no, nope, no
0: calls yet. So it is actually the exorcist today. So here's your opportunity to give Father Dan a call uh, with your questions on, on several no- topics. You can ask him. He is a- an exorcist for the Diocese of uh, Nashville, Correct. And And so uh, he he's got questions about the spiritual realm. If you want that, questions about obviously uh, being a priest about this Catholic and uh, Christian. Doctrine and principles in general or or just uh, everyday concerns. If you have those, give us a call. Eight, eight. I was going (laughs) to say the other other number. Eight, six, six, three, 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 six, two, seven, nine, eight, six, six, three, 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 six, two, seven, nine. That's eight, six, six, three, 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 M.A.R.Y. I do have some emails. Uh, I've got actually some pretty good emails today. If you want to give us an email, uh, we'll probably get it on the program next uh, next week. Uh, If you send an email today, uh, it's exorcist at radiomaria.us. Okay, first question is going to come from Ann. She's uh, got a concern. She got an email from her uh, primary care doctor's office notifying her that the office will be promoting Reiki. And she's got um, several questions here. So I'm not sure what the medical issue is. She doesn't explain that. Uh, there is um big disclaimer in the email that she forward to us uh, about the, the medical facility. So I'm not going to go into any detail on that. And I don't know much about Reiki other than it deals with energy. Going back to the question uh, on Reiki. Um, first question. Is Reiki an occult? Or how much do you know about Reiki?
1: Is it a cult?
0: Yes, like an occult. Like is it... Uh, is well, that is, is that more Eastern? Uh, it's Japanese. It's Japanese. It's okay. a
1: Japanese technique for reducing stress and promoting, allegedly promoting healing. Um, so it's not it's not quite Christian in any sense of the word. Um, okay. Yeah, because I, I read the here's here's the rule of thumb. Okay. okay, okay go know, ahead. You don't know the person touching your body. When somebody's touching your body, there can be a transferal of things you know they can place curses it's just easier when you're touching somebody you know when Jesus put his hands on people the power went out of him but it works in the reverse too so whenever someone's touching you you should know what their spirituality is you know this goes for anybody massages all of it um the the ray in the reiki ray rei is like the god they they're speak reiki is R-E-I means God, and the K-I is uh, like an energy flow. That's what the Reiki word means. So this is not, but it's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jesus. So, you know, I, 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 and I think every other exorcist I've ever spoken to says, you don't do it. You don't do it. Okay, that probably answers her
0: next two questions. Uh, She says, as a patient, what concerns should she have that her doctor's office is promoting Reiki services? And the next question is, uh, is the fact that Reiki is being actively practiced at uh, her doctor's office enough of a concern uh, for her, or well, for you, uh, to recommend going to a different
1: doctor's office? Yeah, I would. I would go to a different office. You know, it's a moving of energy, but it's not the Holy Spirit. So that would mean it would be demonic. And once you get a little reiki attunement, that thing can stay with you your whole life. Okay,
0: there it is. Uh, I, I I had concerns, Father, about that because uh, I've had people in my life who had think that's a good thing, and I'm not too sure about it. And I've tried to stay out of it, but. This seems like good advice there. Okay, second question from the email. So if you want to give us an email, it's exorcist at radiomaria.us. If you, if you want to give us a call, I have Taylor standing by. Uh, we got Taylor on the phones, got Larry on the board, and got me on the mic here uh, for Ask the Exorcist. The phone number is 866 333 6279. Okay, the next question comes from the email. It's Philip in Philadelphia. He's got uh, two brief questions. So the first question is. Um, You had mentioned on a prior episode uh, about a prayer journal. And so he frequently goes to uh, adoration and we'll have to start a journal. Um, His question is, how do we keep one and
1: what should we write in it? Well, Philip and anybody else who is listening... Uh, It's always good to keep a prayer journal because when you go into prayer, particularly contemplative prayer, and you start receiving words and images and uh, whatever God's giving to you, you want to write it down because the hope is that you're going to be doing this every day. And in my own life, I was getting so much from God that if I didn't write down what he was giving me today, when I got new stuff tomorrow, I already forgot what he was telling me yesterday. You know, I've been given poems, I've been given teachings, I've been giving. I've been given things about uh, questions I had in my life, and so it's good to put them down. So anything that seems anointed, maybe you had a dream last night, and it seemed very anointed, and it, it felt like it was a, a, a God wink at you, write it down, and then you take it to your prayer time the next time you go into prayer, and you ask the Lord to open it up for you. So it can be anything that you feel. You could be driving in your car and hear a song on the radio that would just immediately touch you in a, in a way that um, draws you deeper into uh, your love for God. Or you could be out on a walk in nature, on the beach, and something just hits you. Write it down. Put it in your journal and ask the Lord. Or go back to the Lord in prayer and say, you know, thank you for that moment at the beach. I really experienced your presence. But it just, you know, we're not uh, – most of us don't have – photographic memory so we can't just remember everything especially in a google age because we're very bad now at, at, at memorizing so write it down and then you take it into your prayer time or if you're in your prayer time you write it down and you after about a month can go back 30 days prior and read through all of your journal up to the current day to see if there's any themes that are popping out i've had people do this and sometimes they say to me you know In 30 days, the Lord said to me 22 times, uh, let go of this and give it to me. And they weren't hearing it until they saw how many times he said it. And they said, well, wow, I missed that. (laughs) But they didn't miss it when they went back and saw that it was a common theme, a thread through the journal.
0: Okay, Philip's second question has to do with heaven. says, when we go to heaven, will we be be aware of any loved ones who may be in hell? And if so, will... uh, be feeling will we be feeling sorrow and pain for their condition
1: well this is a gray area the church has not written much about this what we do know is people that go to heaven are unbelievably joyful and filled with uh happiness and peace i think you would realize your relatives aren't there if you know because you had your consciousness and your mind stays with you even when your body's buried so you would realize well you know Auntie uh, Sue died five years ago, and I don't see her here. So either she's in purgatory or she's in hell. But I don't know if God directly lets you know all of that in like a download the minute you arrive. I'm not, I don't know that. I don't know the answer. But you will not feel bad. Okay, Father, we have our first
0: caller. If you want to give Father a call, you can do that now. We have lines open at 866-333-6279, or you can email us at exorcist at us. Callers on the line, it's Miss D from Gulfport. Miss D, you there? Miss D, are, are you there? Yes. Okay. I am. Wait, you're on and the line morning. with Father.
1: Go ahead and let me okay, hear your question. Good
0: morning. Good morning. Um, Father, as an exorcist, I'm coming to you that way, not me, but you, and asking for very special, very powerful prayer against any kind of hurricane that's brewing out there, particularly for this area. People think that um, New Orleans was the spot that Hurricane Katrina hit about 17 or 18 years ago. It wasn't. It was the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You know, no power, no water, no food, no nothing, no transportation, no gas. And it went on, I left here 12 days after. And I'm really not ready for another one, and I don't think anybody around here is. Um, We would really appreciate that if you could pray against that.
1: Well, we can all do that. You know, that's that's everybody's job. I can't Um, hear him. Hello? You can't hear me? Can you hear me, Kevin? Uh, yes, sir. I can. Okay, so I'm not sure why she can't hear me, but you know that's that's our collective job to pray against these storms. Um, exorcists only have uh, exorcism power in their own territory. So, as my, you know, I can pray as a priest against the storm in the West Coast, but that's not my territory, so I can't actually do a deliverance or or uh, rebuke it with an exorcism. But certainly. The exorcists that are on the West Coast in the line of that storm could do it. Uh, But we can all pray against it. You know, we can all rise up and pray against the storm.
0: Okay. If you want to give Father a call uh, and get on air with him, or if you just want to leave your question with Taylor here, uh, you can do it at 866-333-6279. That's 866-333-6279. We have uh, lines are open. If you, if you don't want to call, uh, you can email at exorcist at radiomaria.us. We'll probably get that question answered on the next program. So I do have a question here from uh, an emailer. It's Jerry, and he has a question uh, about the the warning, uh, the book. He had read it, and so he has basically two questions. I'm going to kind of try to wrap it up into one. So he wonders, uh, do you think that Paul had a, an illumination of conscience on the road to Damascus and coupled with that, do you think Jesus illuminated the consciousness of the two thieves who were crucified with them? Uh, they then obviously showed their choices, one denying one accepting. Do you think that happened?
1: Uh, Paul's okay. Paul heard Jesus speaking to him. So I don't know if you want to call that illumination of conscience, but he didn't know who he was. You know, he said, sir, who are you? And, uh, he said, "Why are you persecuting me?" So I don't think it's the same. We're not going to hear why are you persecuting me in our illumination. We're going to see our life as God sees it, and we'll know what was good and what was bad. So I think it's a little different. Uh, what was part two?
0: It was the the two thieves. Uh, do you think that oh. Christ illuminated their conscience, and then, of course, uh, you know they they made their decisions? Uh,
1: I don't. I don't think that happened. If you read the mystics, um, what they say about the, the whole thing is that when Jesus was a baby traveling to Egypt, Joseph and Mary were looking for a place to stop for the night and there was a cave. And when they went in the cave, there was already a couple and a baby in there who were professional thieves and their baby had leprosy. And Mary had uh, washed Jesus in a little trough and then told the mother of the leprosy baby to put her baby in the trough with the water that Jesus just bathed in. And when she did, the leprosy was cured. Now, 32 years later, or three, whatever, um, you fast forward. And now that, that baby went into the family business and became a thief. And he's now hanging on the cross next to Jesus. And I think the Holy Spirit gave him a recall Uh, of that event. And he realized that that man next to him was the baby that healed him. This is according to the mystics. It's not the Bible. So it's private revelation. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to. But I like the story. Okay. So uh, next
0: question. Again, if you want to give us a call, 866-333-6279, or shoot us an email, we'll answer it on the next, uh, ask the exorcist, which will be next Friday. That's exorcist at radiomaria.us. So uh, anonymous emailer here has a question about the end of the world. So um, she often debates with her family members about the end of the world and what it will look like. And she's wondering, is uh, the end of the world when you die? So uh, when you part this earth, do you receive a judgment? And at the, is the end of the world, is that just the end of the world for you? And at the ultimate end of the world, will there be destruction for the whole universe the whole world and then judgment come
1: uh, for all of us okay what do you know about the end of the world? okay so when you die that's the it's not the end of the world <laughs> that's just your your death and leaving the world but as Catholics we believe death is not an end it's an open door that takes you to the next life which would be the the, the eternal life whether it be in heaven or hell or uh, pit stop in purgatory. So no, not the end of the world. And, you know, if you want to know about the end of the world, just read Revelation because it's all in there. But there's something in Revelation that says there's going to be a thousand year peace before the end of the world. And we certainly know we haven't seen that yet. So I'm, I'm not believing the end of the world is even soon. I think the end of this era the end of this age is upon us. This age of disobedience, and I think uh, Medjugorje has something to do with that. I don't know what because uh, the secrets have not been revealed. But I have a feeling, or a, or an intuition, that whatever is coming, it will be. It's going to be a little rough for a while, but it's all going to culminate in a great and glorious blessing upon the planet, because God brings goodness out of everything He does. So. You know, Hang on, have hope in the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, uh, and focus your eyes on heaven in all the decisions you make in your life.
0: Okay, well, we got a uh, question from a caller. Uh, Veronica from Florida just called in. If you want to call in, again, you can go live with Father Dan and ask your question on air. Uh, you don't have to. Veronica didn't. Um, you can give us a call at 866-333-6279. So her question is, Is having an unwanted child a demonic present? I guess like a gift. No, all life is a gift from God. Amen. Amen. Okay, we'll go to the email here. Um, Got a little bit of a long one here, so I'm going to try to keep it succinct. If you want to give us a call, the phone number again, 866-333-6279. If you want to give us an email, it's exorcist at radiomaria.us. It's your opportunity to, give Father, uh, to ask Father Dan questions that you may have. So this is from Barbara uh, uh, via the email. And, and she, um, she's a lifelong Catholic, and she's finally understanding the power of the rosary. She said, a few weeks ago, you advised someone to give their concerns regarding family strife to Our Lady. Uh, she says she hoped that uh, they took your advice. She did, and she believes that her son and her husband are getting along again because of her intervention and the intervention of St. Joseph. So she said, thank you for the advice. I'm trying to find the question here. Give me just a second. I've been trying to pray the rosary daily, and I have what feels a silly question. Okay. In the fifth sorrowful mystery, the crucifixion, we say that the curtain of the temple was torn in two. she doesn't really fully understand what that means. Do, do you know, can you can explain what it means for that the, the curtain in the temple to be torn in two?
1: Yes, so the very inner chamber where the Ark of the Covenant was kept is uh, sort of like the Holy of Holies and only uh, the high priest could go in there once a year. He had to be ritually washed before he went in or he could be struck dead. And in fact, they tied a red cord around him the people so that if he were to die in there, because there were such rigorous rules about going into this holy of holy chamber, uh, no one else wanted to go in to get him out, so they would just pull him out with the cord so that they wouldn't be struck dead. It was a very serious and a holy place, which really should point to our tabernacle, which actually has God himself in it, not just the spirit of God hovering above it. And that's why you know, we, I am very adamant when people come into the church, there must be reverence if you go back to the Old Testament, they had it. Uh, somehow, we've become too familial with approaching Jesus in the the Blessed Sacrament. But anyway, um, so when when Jesus dies, the, it says the the uh, the cloth in the inner chamber was ripped from top to bottom, and that's a very important point because it's it's letting you know that heaven was uh, destroying. The separation between God and man, that Jesus' sacrifice was accepted by the Father, and that now we're restored to the Father, and we have access to the Father. And so this separation with the with the chambers in the temple is now over. And you might realize that it wasn't long after that, uh, about thirty years later or so when the temple was destroyed and never rebuilt. Never rebuilt, because the new covenant came through the new ark, which is our lady. Who brought us Jesus, and that's the new covenant that he established in his blood.
0: Okay, we've got about five minutes left, maybe. So give us a call, 866 333 6279, if you want to ask Father Dan a question today on Ask the Exorcist. Or you can give us an email at exorcist at radiomaria.us. The only thing is, we'll uh, have to answer that question uh, next week. So uh, I'm trying to pull up a simple question here for you. Uh, Got one from Bridget in the emails uh, concerning the warning so she uh, she says about a month or so ago you talked about a book that was found in an Irish monastery and it was written to help priests minister the faithful after the warning she's wondering how do you get it and I get I guess I don't know if you remember the name or um, if there's a specific place you get this particular book
1: No, it's funny how it's like the uh, game of uh, telephone. The story morphs every time I hear it. So I was on retreat at the Irish Monastery, and I'd been given a manuscript of a book that I read while I was on retreat from a woman in France. And I was compelled to speak to the, uh, the superior of the community. At one point, he invited me in to have a conversation, and I mentioned this. Have you heard of this? Manuscript, and I don't even remember what it was called. But he says, "Yes, we're actually translating it into uh, I forget what language for her." So they were friends of this woman. But but the I don't I have not seen the book. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's out. Um, your best preparation is the sacraments. Your best preparation is the sacraments and a robust prayer life. That's the best preparation. Okay. Uh, again, we have
0: roughly. Mm. two three minutes so if you have a quick question for father Dan give us a call eight six six three 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 six two seven nine I'm gonna try to get this last question in as quickly as possible father it's kind of a long email but if I could sum it up so uh, this gentleman here who emailed um, okay this person okay I don't know if it's a male or female because it doesn't say in the email but anonymous email so they have a family member who's autistic okay and um so he, he has uh, learned behavioral things he's part of a large family a large family is very um devout catholic goes to goes to mass praise the rosary but he has stopped uh, he stopped going to school when he was 15 uh, he started working when he was 16 he is now 18, and he works five days a week, gets along with his uh, co-workers and everything, and he's been promoted in his job. And He, he works without incident. Um, but when he comes home, he gets loud, uh, he bad-mouths and extremely mean to his siblings. At times, he's even gotten physical. Uh, he hates one of his younger siblings and is cause, causing a lot of stress. And so... Um, The long and the short: His parents have tried psychologists, medical doctors, medications. Uh, When things are quiet and he is calm, uh, he has said he knows what he did was wrong, and uh, obviously apologizes. But at times he can't help himself. So um, again, he he gets he has bouts of despair that he wishes that he wasn't alive. Obviously, he's dealing with. I'm not sure where he is on the spectrum, but he's, he's dealing in a bad way. So he, this person has brought it up to a local priest, and he said he didn't doesn't sound like a de- demonic influence on him. Um, he was kind of she was kind of looking for, or this person was kind of looking for a second opinion. Uh, there's not a lot of information here as far as the person goes. Okay, uh, person has autism and is um, inclined to, I guess, bouts of rage and different other mental things. So, father, do you think there's any kind of spiritual possession or anything like that?
1: I couldn't tell you. I don't know the boy. I don't know anything about him. But I'll, I'll say this. This I'm not there's no there's no way you could say that autism is caused by demons. I don't think. But if he's a human being, then he's subject to what all human beings are subject to, and which means you can be harassed by a demon, whether you have autism or not. And if he's acting out in ways, you know, you you know, a a tree by its fruit. And if he's got a lot of anger and uh, is is against holy things or the church, whatever, um, he doesn't have to have a demon necessarily. Maybe he's just angry for some other reason. But you could still have the priest pray with him. You know, you don't have to have a demon to be prayed with. So I would just say, you know, find a good priest who is has a deep uh, prayer life and just say, can you pray with my son? We just want to have him be prayed with and, and see what the Lord wants to do. You know, that's very simple.
0: Okay, I think that will do it, Father. Thanks to everybody who has called, uh, has shot an email to ask Father Dan. We'll do this again uh, next week, next Friday. So you can get your emails in at exorcist at us, or if you want to call next week, remember the phone number, 866-333-6279.
1: All right.